Well, golly gee, everybody, welcome back. Um, going to be a fun one tonight. We got Daryl Marsh of Ghost Hunters coming on. Um, everybody's going to give me two seconds here. Got to do some magic. Copy the link and send it out to everybody I know. Um, yeah, pretty cool week though in sports, guys. Um, I did see that, uh, that uh, Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather kind of got into it. I, it's obvious. I know it's all a big, big scam. Everybody, you know, I'm not. I was. I was born at night, not last night. Um. But yeah, it's pretty. I I just get a kick out of watching all that stuff. Obviously, uh, that Jake Paul, he uh got a tattoo that said "Got your hat." And uh, he took Floyd Mayweather's hat off his head and ran away. And I guess Floyd cracked him with a right. But, hey, more power to him. I, 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 try, I don't blame him one bit for for that. Probably would have done the same damn thing. Um, I did also see that DK Metcalf had his... Uh, had his Olympic style race today. I'm not sure what exactly all that's about. So if somebody actually has some information on that, hit me up and I can do some learning with you. And, uh, my brother's running just a couple seconds late. He said he's going to be here in a second anyways. So I decided, fuck it. We're going to jump in without him. Not speaking of the devil. What's up, dude? Hey. So yeah, we're, we're, he's here. So yeah, we kind of jumped in, full head of steam. And uh, tonight we have Daryl Marston of Ghost Hunters coming in and joining us, which I'm I'm fucking jazzed up for. I can't wait. Should be a good one. What about you? You pretty pumped up? Yeah, should be a good show. Spe- especially for uh, throwing that curveball at you. Hey, buddy, want to come on the show? Yeah. Just kind of getting the link out to. People here, that way everybody knows that we are live and ready to rock and roll. I'm going to get it to Daryl here after this. i got to get the BRBC all hooked up. Um, and the uglies, of course, you got to get the uglies. But, you know, by the way, Noah, if you are listening... Thank you very much for letting us put the ugly logo on the sleeves of our dark jerseys. Me and Wyatt actually did pretty well, uh, all things considered. You know, playing the big division. This is his first doubles tournament. And, uh, yeah, we I, we got, we finished about fifth and sixth bracket. Mm-hmm. And the people we actually beat went on to win it. Uh, a couple of people out of, I don't know, where, where do they say they're from? Menominee area? Uh, where are they from? I thought they said Menominee, but maybe. There's a few teams from like Wanakee and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. I'm we, not sure if that was them. Yeah, they're pretty freaking pretty cool. Yeah, we I had a lot of fun though. We met a lot of cool people. That is, I just put ice in that before you came. I wanted to get you ready to go, and I do also have this old fashioned Knob Creek mix, which is pretty good. It's uh, don't don't treat it like it's a like a pre mixed thing. Treat it like it's going to kick in your ass because I fucking filled this thing up to here. 
and I took a swig of it, and I was like, well, that's pure fucking alcohol. <laughs> it's not, it, it's, it's, a, it's a mix, but it's not a mix. It's one of those things. So, yeah. Yeah, just, just like I said, to bear with me, everybody, I'm just kind of passing around our, uh, pass around the social media link to everybody so they can see what's going on. And last place I'm going to post it before I take a picture on. All right, I got to go find Daryl. On this machine. So yeah, um, yeah, we did the four-man tournament. Me and Wyatt too. We had the four-man brackets, and we didn't do quite as well as we hoped, but we had fun. The kid right here, right across from everybody. The kid played lights out. We had a great day of darts on Saturday and. I do feel bad we couldn't keep up, but I personally was goddamn tired after winning mixed trips with Michael Larson and Chris Cooster, first place in Division Three. So that was freaking sweet. Um, it was definitely an honor to play with those guys. Definitely, yeah, I had a blast. Especially, you know, winning's always nice. Yep. You know what I mean? You get the extra freaking... Get the extra cash in your pocket for rock and roll. And, uh, shit, yeah, man. Still had fun. It's extremely competitive. Yeah, the, especially, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a whole different ball game, especially you get these, uh, bigger divisions. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, like I said, we had a lot of fun. I got all the links out now, so I can actually pay attention to what I'm doing. We had a lot of fun. I had an absolute blast playing with you, my brother. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it was just a surreal feeling. You know, I, I've always wanted to play with you. And it, we actually got the opportunity to have that happen. And it's something we've been trying to do forever. Last year didn't work out because you worked. But, you know, it just, how fucking cool. You know what I mean? Did they have it last year? With COVID? Oh, uh, they had it in February. No, they didn't have it in February. I meant like last last February. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, like always, though, this is the Pure Steel podcast, everybody. This podcast is Pure Steel and Sex Appeal. Um, tonight we have a really cool guest, uh, Daryl Marston of Ghost Hunters, A and E's Ghost Hunters. Um, and just yeah, I, I I've been watching the show Ghost Hunters for a long time. Obviously, Grant Wilson, Jason Hawes were part of the fucking Schreier family growing up. Yeah, because that's all we did. You know, we watched Ghost Hunters with those two. And then obviously went out and did their own things. Jason has his own show on Discovery. And and then obviously Grant went on to have Ghost Hunters now on A&E. Yeah, just really excited to have him. 
The show, everybody, is brought to you by Lit Beer Company. Lit Beer Company is a Wisconsin-owned beer company. Uh, Anthony does an amazing job making those products. You get a hand-dipped, hand-crafted bottle every time. Every time you put the beard oil on your face, it is probably the greatest thing you ever have on your face. If you obviously you've got a beautiful beard like you know us, great beards. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, use the promo code Steel. You ten percent off your first purchase. Anthony does everything himself. You know, it's if you guys ever seen Maker's Mark whiskey, they have the waxed top on their bottles. That's how he does it, man. He takes the bottle, dips it in, kaboom, sets it down. He knows he has a perfect product, sends it out the door. Stuff's amazing. I don't, you know, I use a lot of products in my day, beard products. I just tried the beard wash. I just ordered some. I love it. Uh, they got this, uh, this is for this fall blend. So it's orange, chocolate, and coffee, I think is the mix. But that smell of that is absolutely incredible, man. It's, it makes a guy really happy for himself. And you sit there in the shower and you smell the, the orange chocolate and all that stuff. It's just phenomenal. And I just, and he actually sent me a sample bottle of the form or the form of the 420. And yeah, it's, it smells really good. I actually threw it on before I came down here. Yep. Really good. Not quite the uh, Wisco whiskey, which is my favorite so far, but it's really good. It, it's still better than anything else we're at. Um, you just about sold some at the dark tournament. Yeah, I mean, the guy called me. He seen the lit logo, and he seen the lit logo, and he got all pumped up. Yeah, he got all pumped up. Oh, how do you know these guys? <laughs> Dude, I also fucking know they own the best podcast here in the Midwest. Of course, I have him ready to go. Yeah, it's freaking sweet though, man. We got a cool guest tonight. We actually we have a freaking sweet. Uh, we got a sweet sponsor for the show. Everything's kind of clicking and rolling. Um, we'll get into sports after the interview. There's some stuff I want to get off my chest. I did touch on this a little bit, but I wanted to get into the Jake Paul, uh, Floyd Mayweather situation, yeah. which I, I don't know, man. I, a lot of stuff I want to get into with that, but I don't want to hold off because I get too excited and then I'll sit there and look at the call on thing and dad, yeah, it is what it is. But, uh, what are we drinking tonight, Hoss? Took some of this uh, on the rocks, Knob Creek, and you weren't lying. It does kind of bite you in the ass a little bit. It sneaks up on you, <laughs> doesn't it? Like, you know, it's our first drink. We're not, I'm not getting intoxicated at all tonight. You know what I mean? I got to work tomorrow. Just to kind of settle in, get the nerves off the old chest, you know, have a nice little cocktail. I actually went orange juice with it, and orange juice actually was really good with it. The scene is COVID. You can't have any. You can't have any of mine, but it goes really <laughs> good with the orange juice. Yeah, so. Let me add an email real quick. Trying to see what the hell am I doing wrong here. Yeah, low colon is on. 
Let me add their email here quick, Hoss. This is all. Sorry for the dead space, folks. I am multitasking, and I am as but a Norwegian as they come when it comes to doing all that. What else is new, Wyatt? Brewers pulled out a good win today. Did they? Yeah. Good to see that they're getting back on the winning side of the brackets. They might be. Well, I think the Cardinals won today, so I think they're still down the game, but they got a big series coming up Wednesday to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or maybe, no, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. I'll be going to a couple games of those. Should be exciting. Big series for uh, early season. So they got the Cardinals this week. Who else they got this week? They got the Cardinals, and then next weekend they got the Braves. Another should be another good series. They're starting to get some of their players that were hurt. It's starting to get some of them back. Brad Henderson came back, and uh, he pitched a pretty good game. Yeah, he uh, didn't give up a run. So, always, uh, yeah, the one run came off of J.P. Fire Eyes and uh, Wisconsin native from River Falls. That was uh, – his first run given up and six. All right, guys. So we have Daryl Marston calling in there now. It's first one hopped in. You there, Daryl? Daryl, can you hear us? Because he's live. Let me try this once. That didn't happen. I don't know. God damn it. Can you hear us, Daryl? Mute them. I'm gonna turn them back on. That didn't work either. Now what the fuck are we doing with this?
I don't know, we did the loose moose, it worked just fine. Oh my god, we get pissed off. Can you hear us, Daryl? Or can you say something? We got you live. And it says he's live. No, it's unmuted. I think this is kind of a sign of life that we got to get a different setup for these shows. <laughs> Which has been a great platform so far, but. Yeah, so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens here. All right, so we got him back. Daryl, can you hear us this time around? Uh, volume's up. Um, maybe... Are you wearing like a headset or something maybe that's not letting you talk? Daryl, you got us this time? Keeps on saying he's live, but it's just kind of being goofy. I don't Very well, we're the folks. We're going to try to get her. You got us this time, Daryl? Can you hear us? This is how you start a week. You invite, you invite a badass guest. That's fucking. Not we are gonna get her going. It's gonna happen.
I wonder if his uh, app is disconnected for audio and stuff. Could be. Yeah, so yeah, anyway, so Jake Paul got into it this weekend with uh, Floyd Mayweather. Before this all, this is what really gets me to think this is all fucking hoaxed. Um, so Jake Paul on TikTok gets a tattoo before he takes Floyd's hat saying, I got your hat. You see that? I didn't see that. He no. has a tattoo on his leg that says, I got your hat. So... There he is. Hello. Hey, Daryl, how you doing, man? Sorry for the <laughs> sorry for the the awkwardness getting in, but we're very happy to have you. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, so we were just talking now about uh, did you see the madness with Jake Paul and Floyd Mayweather this weekend? Uh, I did see some stuff on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So freaking. So, anyways, Jake Paul gets a tattoo on his leg before this all happens, saying, "I, I got your hat." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then he goes out, takes Floyd's hat. Do you, what, what's your take on the? I, see, I'm a big fighting fan in general, so I really don't care if it's fucking you know MMA or boxing or in that matter if it's uh, or if it's a celebrity boxing stuff going on. I, it doesn't really bother me at all, but you know whatever. Um, what's your take on the celebrity boxing stuff? Are you a fight fan? Do you think it's wrecking the sport, or what, what's your take? I mean, I, I used to used to be an old school UFC fan. Um, I don't really follow it that much anymore these days. I mean, it's my opinion. I mean, you know, teach their own, but it's a seems like a money grab to me for both sides. Yeah, who's your guy back in the day then? I had a couple. I mean, I was a big uh, Rampage Jackson fan, Matt Hughes, a uh, little bit of Chuck Liddell, guys like that. Hell yeah, man! Mark Kerr, Mark Kerr. Yeah, you know, the rampage Vanderly Silva rivalry is still my favorite to this day. The axe murder and Yeah, yeah. That those guys, man, they generally hate each other. <laughs> it's Yeah, they do, man. I, I I love that old school, you know, early to mid two thousands, even late two thousands, uh MMA, UFC type stuff, pride fighting and things of that nature. That that's where a lot of those, you know, great fighters came out of and uh yeah, it was, it was, it was, I was always a big fan of it. I really haven't been keeping up with in the last maybe five or six years. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it was good stuff. It was entertaining. Well, you're, you're up in the East, right? East Coast, yeah. East Coast. So you're probably a big Chris Weidman fan? No, not necessarily. I mean, uh, I was, like I said, man, I was always, I was always like a, you know, um, light heavyweight guy. Uh, I, I like to hit light heavyweights. I mean, I feel like they're fast and big at the same time. So, you know, I mean, even guys like Matt Hughes were a little bit under that weight class. I, I thought were phenomenal fighters, man. I, I always love watching those guys. Who's your, what's your favorite rival then? You said Matt Hughes. You, what's your favorite MMA rival? Uh, is it Frank Hughes and Matt Trigg or is it uh, Frank Trigg or is it Matt or, uh, Rampage, Randall yeah. Silva, Rampage, uh, Rashad? I, There's so I, many. I, I think it's Rampage Liddell was my favorite rival. Yeah, that was fun, man. Especially like when they started over in Pride and then they brought it to the U.S., yeah, man. Right. Pride was, you know, that, that's, to me, that was what really kick-started. I mean, you had UFC for years, 
but just in you know didn't have a, a foothold at that time. And when Pride was over there in Japan, and these guys were you know beating the hell each everybody, and uh, it really picked up over here. And then you start seeing those Pride guys come over here. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah. To, to this day, see, for me, I actually like let go of it for a while. This you know, obviously life gets busy. And you can't, you know, paying seventy dollars for a pay per view isn't that fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of like lost hold of it. And then obviously Conor McGregor showed up, and I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? You got a guy that kind of get the sport back out there and make it popular again. Let's just run with it for right. a while. So I kind of ran with McGregor for a while, and I kind of got back out of it. But then I kind of got back into it again, and I'm kind of excited about it. There's so many fun young fighters coming up. And, uh, it's, 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 oh, yeah. it's just yeah, fun yeah. to see these athletes, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot over the last ten years. I mean, it's evolved so much, and the uh, the athletes are so much more, you know, intense these days, and uh, just their skill levels are so much more intense. And it, like I said, I really haven't been following it in the last five or six years. Yeah, I see what I see on social media, the fights and stuff. But yeah, as far as actually watching them, I mean. Uh, yeah, we're on the road sometimes. We'll hit a place in a bar if they're having a live fight or something, but that's about it. What What is life on the road like then? Obviously, you are, you are a paranormal investigator on the highest stage. So what's, life, what's life like on the road? Do people recognize you guys when you guys go, you know, the, your local Buffalo Wild Wings? Or... Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you get, you get uh, rec- well, I mean, you know, last you know, year with COVID, everybody's wearing masks, so not as much. Well, you but, you've got to be pretty easy to identify, though, Daryl. I mean, you got that big, sexy beard yeah. on your face. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I get recognized still, even with the mask on. But uh, I was on a flight from Texas last week, and I was sitting next to a lady and her husband, and she kept staring at me. She's like, "Where do you? I know you." And I'm like, "I don't know. Couldn't tell you." And then she's like, "She's like, wait a minute." She said, "Are you that guy from Ghost Hunter?" I was like, "Yeah, uh, you, you figured me out." So. Apparently her mom was a big was a big fan of the show, and I had to, I took a picture with her and everything on the flight, and uh, her mom was freaking out, you know, back home. So it was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, I get I get recognized, you know, especially locally, you know, from where I'm from. People, I'll run into people, and they're like, "Oh my God, thanks for you know, representing the state and this and that." I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm representing the state, but I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun, man. Hell yeah! So. Who who is Grant the most recognizable guy you guys run with them? If people see oh, yeah. when people see Grant, I can just imagine every everybody's just like, holy shit, this is the piano player Grant Wilson, you know, yeah, <laughs> not just yeah, a ghost hunter, the goddamn piano player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's got a lot of talents. Uh, yeah, no, he, he definitely gets recognized probably the most out of all of us when we're running together. Um, because, you know, he'd been doing it for so long, you know, he's been on TV since 2003. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, he's, he's just, you know, all over, you know, you, you didn't even don't, you, you don't even know his name, you recognize the face, you know? So that's, you know, that's, that's definitely, you know, the, the go-to when it comes to paranormal guys like Grant and, you know, and those guys who've been doing this for so, so, so long, the ones that get recognized. So, who, yeah, in your opinion, obviously, I want to get into music too. Eventually, I'm going to kind of segue to music here in a second. Um, who are, who are the rock stars in the paranormal world? Then is it Grant, Jason, and I would see yourself. You got that big beard, but Grant, yeah, I mean, Grant, they, Jason, and Zach Baggins, those is those the Mount Rushmore right now? Uh, probably Groff. Uh, but those guys, I mean, 
I love those guys at that. I mean, they're all great guys, but yeah, there's there's a whole new crowd of people coming in, a new changing of the guard, and that that's you know that's to me that's yeah they're they're, they're definitely the old school classic guys, but yeah you know, the new school's in, and people are you know are starting to veer more towards the newer guys because of the technology we're we're using and the, the techniques we're using. So yeah, I mean definitely I I, I totally total respect for all those guys and what they've did because if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now so have you have you met zach baggins in person no i've never met zach no have you met nick i've i've talked nick on the phone i've never i've never had the uh opportunity we've done a few things like yes because i own paranormal warehouse and he owns uh video space and we've done some cross promotions together and stuff like that but you know as far as that i've never sat down in a room with him or anything now no man i'd be get all you guys in one big building together you know go 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 shake the building up a little bit well we got uh we got that coming up in uh in september at jersey con uh so there's gonna be you know quite a few of us there all in the same building under one roof and uh it's gonna be pretty interesting be fun to watch you said jersey con yeah it's a jersey paranormal para unity okay uh, it was actually supposed to happen last year. Well, of course, it got you know canceled because of COVID, and so they pushed it to September of this year. Has that been hard doing your show then with all this COVID stuff going on? Are you guys still able to get to places and just mask? Oh or? no! Right now, I mean, we're kind of just sitting on our hands. Uh, we're all doing our own different projects. Like I'm working on my own show called Epic Quants right now. I'm the executive producer of it. I'm doing that, and plus I own Paranormal Warehouse, so I'm. Yeah, I got them out there doing that, doing filming for that as well. Um, and, you know, right now we're all just sitting on our hands. Everybody's got their own little projects they're doing on their own, and uh, which is cool because it was nice to get a little bit of a break and be able to do some of the things you really love, you know, because when you're, when you're filming you're like a big show, because, I mean, in, in all respect to I mean, the other shows, but, you know, Ghost Hunters is, when it comes to production, is the biggest production show out there for Paranormal. I mean, we, it, we don't, we're not running with two or three people. We're running with 25 to 30, you know, people behind us, you know, as producers and camera ops. It's a big moving production that's just, it's a lot of moving parts. So when you're filming, man, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. It's, it's 24 hours a day, you know, six days a week when you're on the road. And usually your sixth or seventh day is your travel day to when, you know, you're flying to someplace else or driving to that location if, it, if you're close enough. So it's a lot of, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of running gun. So what do you do in your off time then? I did message you on Instagram. I asked if you're a music fan. So yeah. is that like, is that like your pregame then before you get into like on these you know, haunted places <laughs> or like, you know, obviously yeah. places that have, you know, claims of paranormal, you use jam on some say, uh, Slayer or something and you had in there pumped up? No, no, I mean, uh, I mean I, I'm a music fan like anyone else. I mean, I listen to a lot of the old 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 school stuff, like, you know, the old classic rock and the old, you know, metal and stuff like that, Motorhead, Metallica, but I don't I don't amp myself up for an investigation. I'm completely professional uh, when I go to these locations and I just go do my thing. Um, it's, it's a job, man. It's, yeah. it's just like you going through your job every day. It's, it's, it's a job. I get out of the vehicle. I go in, I set up, I, you know, do whatever I have to do with the clients. And, uh, and it's, you know, it's, you hit the ground running, man. Yeah. It sounds like a blast, man. What you guys do, do all your traveling, 
it seems to be pretty, it's got to be pretty stressful, especially when it's not COVID, you know, when you guys get up and head to California, you're away from your family for how long you guys are like on the road for? Is it like, it's, it can't be just like a two a day, two day thing. You guys have to keep, no, no, no. it's got to be like a what, no. two weeks probably, you know, when you get all your production done, then do the investigation or? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the least amount of time we've been out was maybe 10 days straight, anywhere from 10 days to, to a month straight. When you, when you say the month one, is that the one you guys did the investigation at the town then and was it outside of the... Uh, no, that was, uh, we were there, if you're talking about uh, Clifton, Arizona, we yep. were there for, for just over two weeks. That was right before Christmas. We flew, it was between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We did our Thanksgiving break. We flew straight there. We were there for like 15, 16 days. And then we flew back for Christmas break. And then as soon as Christmas was over, we hit the ground running and, and did um, Utah for like seven, eight days. Uh, been Illinois for a week and then came home for three days, went to Alaska for two weeks and then came home for a day or two and went back to Utah again. Uh, that was a, that was a crazy run, man. That went on for about six weeks total Jesus. on and off. You guys had your hands full. You guys, yeah. you guys were just running around. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that lifestyle. I'll be honest with you. You guys uh, definitely break your backs for what you guys do yeah, for the paranormal world, man. That's people crazy. Are, I mean, everybody, everybody who watches the shows and stuff, they think it's all glitz and glamour. I mean, quite honestly, 99% of it's work, and that 1% is the, the glamour at the end of the day when you finally get to sit down you know, a couple months afterwards and watch your show on TV and the thing is, the whole time you're doing, you're, you're live tweeting people <laughs> during the show, so you're not really watching your show. Um, and yeah, but at the end of the day, when you finally see the finished product, you're like, oh, that's that's why we did that. That's why I spent, you know, what 12, 13 days in Alaska, freezing my ass off, um, and dealing with all the other things that were going on up there. And uh, yeah, that's why yeah, I went to Clifton, Arizona, and. And, you know, we were getting, you know, threats and death threats and things of that nature. That's it, it, you, At the end of the day, it's just like, okay, this is why I did that. It was worth it. Hold on here. Hold on. Back up, back up. You were getting death threats in Clifton, Arizona. Uh, well, let me, let me, let me set the, 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 the record. I want to get the okay. whole story out of it. I don't want the record straight. 99.9% <laughs> of the people there were freaking amazing. They rolled the red carpet out for us. They gave us the, they made us honorary members of the Chamber of Commerce for life. Um, they gave, they gave us all this stuff, but there was this one little faction of people who didn't want us there. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they played havoc on us for a few weeks where at the, the last, I think three to four days we were there, we had to have police escorts everywhere. Hmm. You know, I did see that in the show. Actually, now you say that. Yeah, that's bizarre, though. That you know, I guess there's there's, there's, there's always one in the crowd. I guess you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean, you run into that. I've run I've run into that out, off the show. I mean, you you there's places you go where you investigate. Sometimes there's people around there, people involved in it, who don't want you there for whatever reason. Um, you know, people who practice the dark arts and things of that nature, you run into that doing this type of stuff. You, you're into it for long enough, you're going to run into some unsavory people. And that, that's, that's, that's real, that's real stuff, man. That's, uh, it's not all about just ghosts. There's, it's the human side of it too, you know, that it, that's the part that you know, get pretty scary and, and hairy. 
because you know that's they're the ones that can you know hurt you. You know, they're the ones who can shoot you. They're the ones who can stab you, you know, uh, can make your life a living hell. So, yeah, you, you run into that. I've run into that on several occasions over the 16 years I've been doing this. So, obviously, you've been doing this a long time. Grant's been doing this a long time. Is there something that, like, you learn every time you investigate with Grant that kind of catches your eye? Like, like watching him, well, like, my whole life watching Grant investigate, he is the most level-headed guy. I've ever seen on TV yeah. in, in, in this, yeah. in your trade, obviously Jason carries the same kind of philosophy, but Jason also has a temper once in a while. So you can kind of see that flair once in a while, which is always fun to see. You yeah. got to have that once in a while. Right. But Grant has yeah, yeah. got to be the most level headed guy out there. Is that, is there anything like that? You like pick his brain, like, you know, Grant, how do you do this or this? And you know, kind of keep that. Uh, you know, well, I can quite honestly say, I mean, yeah, you, you learn, you learn a lot from Grant. Um, but I think he's learned a lot from us too. And I think we all learn from each other. Everybody on the show have picked up certain things in a way that, you know, someone else does it or the way I do it or Grant does it or whoever. And we, we run, we run with it. And there are certain things, you know, you let go of too, that you've probably learned in the past that maybe, you know, you find out being on a show that don't work. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen Grant put out tweets about me, how level-headed I am. And how I, I, I stand my ground and I, and I appreciate that from Grant. I really do because, you know, coming from him, that's, 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 that's a big deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, you, you definitely learn a lot from, you know, a guy like him and a guys like, you know, like Brandon and Mustafa, all of them. I mean, they're all great guys. They all come from, you know, they, you know, Brandon's been doing this 15, 16 years. Same thing with Mustafa and Brian, Rochelle and Kristen. You, you learn a little bit from everybody, to be honest with you. Yeah. And even the production, our production team, uh, our camera ops, those guys have been with the show since, some of those guys have been with the show since the very beginning, back in 2003. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so they, you know, some of those guys are investigators as well, just as much as we are. Yeah, so speaking of guys on the crew, I can't, they were at Springfield Armory back in the, when I was a kid, so this has been probably 10 years ago now, Springfield Armory. I remember watching one of the crew members get the like the, the sound thing tossed up in his face and knocked him down. Is that guy still <laughs> yeah. on the crew? I don't know who it was. Uh, you have to. I don't know if you have a name or whatever. I don't have the name. I just. I'm gonna be honest with you. You start talking about the crew and that scene from the Springfield Armory still just popped in my head for whatever reason <laughs> from the original show. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, oh, I, you're talking about on the actual show. No, that guy, uh, I don't know who he was. He he was a sound guy who actually got, yeah, I think he left not long after that episode. He uh, he didn't stick around much longer. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I remember seeing that episode. They're not crazy. That was a good episode. That was a great episode, the Springfield Armory episode. Yeah, yeah, they're all, I mean, they all have something you, 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 you take away from all of them. Rather, whether you, you cap, they capture anything or not, you still take something away from it. Oh, and they, uh, I have so many shows. Yeah. There's so many episodes like that. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, the, my favorite two episodes were St. Augustine Lighthouse, the first one. <laughs> and that was, like, right before my parents actually went to Florida. And they're going to be in that yeah. area. And I was like, Mom, if you go, you have to go to the lighthouse. I'm like, you don't need to fucking bring me back anything. Just just take a picture of the lighthouse just to, just to just make sure I know you were there. And, right. like, <laughs> and no kidding, my mom actually went to St. Augustine and took a picture of the lighthouse just to prove that yeah. she's seen it with her own eyes. That's cool. Yeah. That, <laughs> and then uh, obviously 
Waverly Hills is my second favorite episode of Ghost Hunters. And yeah, you guys were just, fun. you guys, not just there, but I just watched the episode. You guys uh, went back there. Uh-huh. And I want you to kind of walk us through like how massive this place is and like obviously the experiences there. Like that had to have been unreal, man. That's got to be Yeah, yeah. Just got to be crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, Waverly Hills, I mean, seeing it on camera on TV, it does gives it no justice. Um the place is immense and literally you could spend weeks there investigating. You probably still won't investigate every room in that building. It's just so big. Um, but we were there for a week, um, and we had some – I mean, that's probably the only place I've ever investigated where you could just be standing in a hallway looking down a hall. doesn't matter if it's day or night, and, and just capture shadow anomalies and shadow figures darting from room to room. Um, it was very it was very crazy to to actually experience that. Um and the place is very, very active. One of the most active places I've ever, you know, had the honor of investigating. And I, it was an honor going back there um, and, um, and investigating the location. And uh, it was, it was, it was, we had a great time, man. I didn't want to leave. No, it's got to like, yeah, it's got to be like, what, what's your favorite part of the whole place? Like, obviously, everybody's got to have like their favorite part of the, you know, investigation. I think, I think the, uh, the body shoot was pretty cool. Um, and there were some places that, you know, we, that we didn't show on the show that we went, you know, of course, you know, you're filming for a week or so and you only got 43 minutes to show it on an episode. So not everything makes it. Um, you had some pretty cool experiences, uh, up on the, uh, third floor and on the roof, actually on the roof, we had some really cool experiences that were made it to the uh, show where I actually witnessed a, a person standing. I came around the corner going onto the roof, just come up the stairs and I'm standing there for a minute with me and Kristen and my camera op was standing behind us operator and him and I both saw a man standing outside those bank of windows, uh, like that breezeway part on the roof, just standing there. And he just darted off, but he darted off to the right and I went chasing him. I went around the corner and I, I literally tripped because I, I forgot there was a, like a, a step down there. I didn't fall, but I you lost my footing. But when you come around the corner, there's nowhere for anybody to go unless they jump off the roof. Cause it's, it's just a, it's a wall there that goes up with, you know, concrete wall with the gargoyles on it. Um, so yeah, it's, it was, that was pretty cool. It never made it to the show, unfortunately, but, uh, that was pretty interesting to see that, um, uh, yeah, I think that's probably, uh, you know, like, the body shoot, we had some amazing experiences down there as well that didn't make it to the show. We actually set up a bunch of EDIs on the step part of it, and we stood on the ramp part of it, and something was, you could hear it stomping and running back and forth and setting the EDIs off as it was going past it. Like, where you were hearing it stepping, it would set the EDI off and it keep going. Oh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then, obviously, out of the body shoot, you had a trickster follow you, right? Yeah, the, the, the trickster, uh, it started with, um, Brandon and Mustafa. Uh, the door got locked. I remember, you know, getting the walkie call and we were up, I think me and Kristen were up on the second or third floor and we got the walkie call. So I think Grant was actually closest. So him and Rihanna went and let him out. And then it, ended, it all ended with Mustafa and I on the, uh, the one, the one night we were all investigating the third floor. It was the whole team was up there and we were running the, uh, 
the um, um, the Vandegraaff. And yeah, we're just charging the, you know, we had it up there charging for an hour or two beforehand and we turned it off and then we turned it back on. And so Mustafa and I said, Hey, let's just walk away and let them do their thing. So we're walking the camera, our camera op, Eric was with us. He's following us. And that's when we ran into whatever this trickster was. It was saying the EDI off. We were having in this one on for like 20 or 30 minutes, we were having a conversation. And then we were, we were like, hey, if you want to do something, do it now. And nothing happens. So we're walking away, and all of a sudden, this rock just comes flying out of nowhere and just missed our camera op's head by, like, inches. Scared the hell out of him. He's a complete skeptic. Uh, he, he's never had anything happen to him until that night. Um, I still have the rock here in my office. I kept it. Um, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a pretty wild experience. So um, I, did, I did see, like, on your Instagram, you had a – like a flyer saying, you know, obviously you were at Bobby Mackey's or you were going there. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. So how is that play? There's got to be uh that basement there has got to be something else, eh? Yeah, I was there six years ago. That's an old post that I, I re-put up. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was probably 2014 or 15 I was there. Um, and the only reason I actually went there, we weren't even supposed to go there. We were over in Cincinnati, which Cincinnati is right next to Kentucky, which, you know, geographically, if you don't know that, so we were investigating in Cincinnati, we were investigating, uh, Sedamsville and we were there probably right after Ghost Adventures was in Sedamsville. So we were like, my buddy's like, Hey dude, Kentucky's right there. And Bobby Mack is just like 10 minutes away. I'm like, Oh, we're there. So we, we just go over there, man, and show up. Um, they just happened to be open. Uh, it was like a Friday or Saturday night. I can't remember. And we walked in and just hung out in the place for like two or three hours. Didn't investigate. We just hung out there. There was nobody there except a couple of bartenders. And they let us hang out. And, you know, and, and th- that was it. Really didn't investigate the location. But, you know, it's just being there was pretty cool. And, um, and uh, you know, didn't have any experience or anything happened. But, uh, yeah, it's just pretty cool. Is there any bear you've been that, like, like still to this day, like, drops your jaw? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's many of them. Um, probably on the show, probably jaw droppers would probably be uh, Haines, Alaska, and um, probably Galena, Illinois, and Fort Stanton. What's, it, yeah, what's, what's, what's in Galena, Illinois? That's pretty close to us, actually. We're in the cross, Wisconsin. That's uh, the uh, Galena Marine Hospital. Um, it was up there. We that's what we uh, shot at, um, where we caught the the, uh, the whole second floor lighting up. And this, we had the EMCCD camera set up up there. And like the, the thing is, you gotta understand about this property is it has no power, so there's no reason there should be anything lighting up on the second and third or the second. Yeah, it's the second floor and the third floor, which is like the the uh, lookout. So the second floor standing, it was, it, it just, it was, it just happened at the right time, man. Brian and uh, Brandon were inside the building investigating. So me and Mustafa are waiting outside to go in as they come out because you didn't want too many people in there because of uh, noise contamination. So they come out, they download to us what's, what happened to them. We're like, okay, we're standing around this big fire barrel and we're getting ready to go in. And it's literally, it's like six below. It, it was freezing. Like talking about warm. Um, because people in Illinois, huh? people in Illinois don't know what cold is. You can't don't favor them. It's colder up north. 
Well, I tell you what, it was cold. We played that way. Uh, we're sitting there, yeah, we're, we're warming up in front of this fire barrel, and our, our camera ops with us. And I just happened to look up, caught my eye, and the whole second floor lit up like someone had just turned the lights on. And it went on for a good four or five seconds, enough time for our camera op to actually swing his camera up there that was in his hand and capture it. So we run into the building and we run up the steps because we think somebody's in there messing around with a flashlight or something. There's nobody in the building. Um, and we're up there, and thank God the EMCCD camera was set up in a corner on a tripod hitting the whole room. So it actually captured this anomaly where the whole room lit up, and this, like, beam of light came down from the ceiling, like a pillar of light, and this kind of, like, just – it, 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 it like flickered for maybe three, four seconds and just disappeared. Um, we captured that on the uh, on that camera and that, and we saw it with our own eyes too. And the crazy part is, some of our producers who were standing outside on the other side of the building saw it as well. Um, so yeah, it was pretty crazy capturing that. That was something I would love to go back. And we've been actually invited back too to <laughs> go check it out. And um and see if we can recreate it again because it was amazing. That was that does sound pretty cool. Um, so like out of all the investigating you do, obviously you have your typical ghost, you know, situation. You guys ever come across obviously the darker side, and you're having you you you, you, you experienced like in something demonic or something you know evil. Well, um, I had, yeah, I actually had a guy who's actually listening to the show now. He's a big fan of yours, um, Jason from our uh, yeah Jason. He um and you know he said that obviously if you're if you're a dickhead in life you're gonna be a dickhead in death so hence where people think they have evil things going on in their homes or whatever but have you ever like been to these places where you maybe came across something maybe a little darker or something you know that may not be yeah I mean I I completely agree with him you know if you're if you're a jerk in life you're gonna be a jerk in the afterlife most likely um and I've I, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, I ran into a demon or anything of that nature, but I ran into something that was definitely darker. Um, I don't know what it was. I can't put a name to it or anything, but I have, I mean, I actually was in a location. I've been in two locations that one that almost made me quit doing this altogether. And the other one where it just blew my mind, what happened to me where I'd, I'd actually gotten picked up and thrown across the room about six feet. And I actually, I, I actually went back there about two months later to try to recreate it because I just didn't understand what happened. And when I went back there, I had nothing happen at all, nothing. So, so, so I don't, to this day, I don't know what that was and why it happened. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it still blows my mind. So, um, so what what happened that almost made you want to quit? If I can ask that, um, I was in a place called uh, the House of Wills, which is up in a. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and um, it was the, the only way I can explain this place is, and uh, there's been several people who have been there that I know, and they all say the same thing is, um, it's the only place I've ever been where the actual building feels like it's the entity. Not that there's entities in it, but it's alive. Um, I've never felt that before. Um, it, it, it really messes with your psyche when you're in there. Uh, it makes you see things, hear things, it makes you hallucinate. Um, I never had that happen to me on an investigation before that or since then. Um, 
And I think a lot of it had to do with this, you know, this is several years ago that I was um, a little more arrogant and maybe immature in my ways of investigating. And, um, and I'm glad it happened because it made me a more mature investigator. Um, And it, it, it it made me see things a little bit differently where now when I approach a situation in investigation, doesn't matter where it is on the show or off the show, I'm there as a complete observer. Um, and I let them know that if there's something there, I let it know. I'm not here to, to try to bully you or make you leave or any of that stuff. I'm just here to observe, to take notes, basically. And that's how I approach every investigation. Is there, like, any places else you want to go, obviously? Like, you know, we're going to wrap you up here in a couple minutes here, but is there any place, like, you want to go? I, you know, obviously, there's got to be so many. You know, you see everybody go to... You know, you know, everybody does a Gettysburg. Everybody does, you know, certain other yeah. places. Is there anywhere else that you want to hit? Um, there's always some place that pops up. I always, I mean, quite honestly, I don't really like. I mean, there's only one that I that I really want to go to that I really haven't. I've been there, but I haven't did get a chance to investigate. That was Tombstone. Um, but uh. I like to do the places that no one's heard of, man. I, I, I love the places that you know, have not been investigated or are not heavily investigated uh, because, to me, they're the real gems, man. They're the ones that start, you know, when you go in there, you, you get some great evidence uh, if there's anything there because it's, you know, for one thing, it's usually not used to being investigated. Um, it's usually not used to someone trying to communicate with them. But, like, you go to these places that you see on TV now, you know, like they get they get oversaturated with investigators, different kinds of investigators coming in there, asking different kinds of questions. If there's anything there, I mean, it's it's probably burnt out and just doesn't want to communicate anymore. So I, I really I really kind of you know uh, veer toward the the ones that have not been investigated, especially on TV. So like um I just there's another show on Discovery I can't remember the name of it. Zach Baggins is like the executive producer on, and there's like a bunch of younger, younger, younger kids that run around. I can say kids, but I'm pretty sure they're younger than me. Um, yeah. They actually went to some asylum in Wisconsin, up by I want to say Oshkosh area. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I think Jason probably know the name of it. He's listening. I can't. I just can't remember the name of it. And I think they were the first people let in there to investigate. It's, it's like yeah, I'm pretty sure it's old asylum, but right. Like that'd be that'd be a cool place for you guys to check out. It's massive. From what I've seen, the picture I, I looked it up. I was just watching on TV, and I just Googled it, and I was like, "Well, holy shit, this place is uh, it's got to be a fun house. <laughs> it's huge." Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the kind of places I love, man. The places that have never, you know, that's been sitting there for years, and no one's ever investigated them, or no one's ever had access to them, and uh, to be able to be you know, be one of some of the first people to get in there. I've had that opportunity on several occasions to investigate a place for the first time. And it's always been, uh, it's always been a gold mine or a win-win, man. I've never come, I've never come away, you know, unsatisfied with those kinds of locations. Uh, is there anywhere else you want to go? Do you, is ghost hunters ever going to go overseas? I'm sure, you know, once, you know, everything picks up and everybody starts doing their things again, it's quite possible. Yeah, absolutely. There's been talks. Is there any place you want to go overseas? That's like, you know, this might oh, this might yeah. be this might be the place. It doesn't need to be like something like uh, historical, like you know, like you know, you know, like 
I don't think anybody's ever actually investigated like an Auschwitz or something like that that has so much trauma in it and that, you know, the people, yeah. how many millions of people who undeservingly died, you know, like, just, yeah. you know, that's got to be something like incredible. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I really don't think anybody's actually cool. investigated that. But no, not on the TV show. I think that you know some YouTubers have done it. Um, no, I mean it, any any of the places over, like you know, in in England and Wales, uh, Scotland, Ireland, that would be Germany uh, would be completely amazing because you know it's it's such a, a it it's it's so much older than what we have over here. Well, not just not just as, older, man, but like you got to factor in the the you know. From the nineteen you know, early nineteen hundreds to you know the late nineteen forties, the the death that happened in those countries, man, you know, it's got to be so much oh, yeah. trauma that was built up there. It's got to be just a gold mine, no matter where you go. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I got friends who live over in England, and uh, they yeah, they investigate all the time over there. A lot of the old you know American airfields uh, that are you know still there that are like you know historical sites now. And they get all kinds of crazy evidence, man. It's it's pretty wild. Um, so are all the East Coast paranormal guys still pretty close? Yeah, I mean everybody stays everybody stays pretty. I mean everybody you always have people you know in you know, different teams who try to you know, they, they 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 try to you know, beat up each other you know and you know, on social media and stuff. But it, it, it's pretty uh. It, I wouldn't say it's a close knit family, but everybody's respectful um, out here. Uh, at least from what I see at my vantage point, I usually don't get, I usually don't get involved in that type of stuff or get, you know, get it thrown at me. If it does come my way, I just ignore it. And, you know, it's not my business. Um, but you no, know, I mean, from what I run into out here, it's, you know, you have your teams that monopolize areas, of course. Um, you know, they, they get a foothold in there and that's their locations. And, and, but that's that comes with the territory. I usually don't have a problem getting into any of those locations. Well, you get that sick beard. I think anybody would be honored to have you in there, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, is, is Brian Heronos still investigating paranormal? Brian who? Heronos. He was on the original Ghost Hunters. He, he was the guy that ran out of Eastern State oh. dude run. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that, I couldn't tell you, bro. I, I don't know the guy. I, I yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your guys' show, but man, those 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 original Ghost Hunters episodes, man, that Eastern State Penitentiary to this day still cracks me up because when he goes, dude, run, and then obviously they, they see it on the monitors, and Jason's like, what 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 the hell's going on here? Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, uh, uh, have you ever met Jason Hawes? Is he how, how is he? Is he still is he a grumpy plumber? Because I am a plumber by trade. So is he still a pretty uh, yeah. grumpy plumber, or what's the? I I couldn't tell you, man. Um, I, I've never met Jason. I'm supposed to meet him in September, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how he is. I mean, I've heard stories, um, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I tend to I tend to uh, uh, hold my own court on people. Yeah. I don't try to listen to whatever people say. Absolutely, hey, that's the only way to take it. Um. Is Grant still plumbing? No. No, he no, gave that up? Yeah, he gave that up years ago. What a lucky bastard. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the, body, the body hurts once in a while, man. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, but, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's yeah. been a blast yeah. having you. If you ever yeah, want to yeah. come back, the door's open.
Oh, absolutely, man. Hit me up anytime. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's, it's a cool show. Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, throwing the interesting uh, topics at me, not the usual. Hey, if you talk to anybody who's been on this show, I have, it, it, this is a perfect show for anybody with ADD because you're lucky I have a set topic with it. Because if you get anybody else on here, I go from fighting to music, back down to what they do for a living, back over to fighting, back to music. I go full circle all the time. I ask the hard questions. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> No worries. All right. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. I really do appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Yep. So that was uh, Daryl Marson of Ghost Hunters, everybody. I had an absolute blast. That was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, that was a good one. And, you, you know, I, I love picking up stuff from these paranormal investigators. This is something I haven't thought in my whole life. I, I love the idea of ghost hunting. Actually, we had, that, we had Jason on from uh, Wisconsin Paranormal. That was, love it. And, uh... He actually, I'm trying to, you know, I talked to him this week, you know, I'm trying to get into an investigation with him, you know, get the old Peter Steele boys into one of these buildings. Get scared, scared, scared whiter than what I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a blast. Like, just, uh, see this guy on TV, dude. This guy who hunts ghosts on TV, dude. You know what I mean? Paul Um, so, let's kind of get away from this for a second, but, uh, News for the week, everybody. News for the week. We got two more shows coming up this week. We have uh, the lead singer of Tantric, Hugo, coming on tomorrow. Plus tomorrow here live on Podbean. And then we got uh, later in the week. I'm gonna talk to Gerald Mershart this week. But I'm gonna get UFC middleweight Gerald Mershart on this week. Um, next week we have uh, Beard Rebellion Beard. Beard. Yeah, obviously the family, Wisconsin branch president. Rick, who we play Call of Duty with, yep. coming on the show with Lit Beard Company. Pretty pumped up. And then uh, other things working. And I'm going to toss a little teaser in there. But they uh, had a song come out on Friday, Sabaton. Um, they had a released new song, Defense of Moscow. You probably haven't heard it yet. I haven't. It's outstanding. Yep. Really good. Um, Lord of the Lost dropped Judas last week. Uh, not since I dropped Judas. Judas is the name. Judas is the album. Uh, they released the first single off the album Judas called Priest. I think I sent you that. I'm not sure if you did. Or Probably not. not. Um, this is a band that I kind of. It, it was on my. You know, I went through my whole. I you know my my iTunes playlist, and then obviously at the end of all this, it uh kind of throws your curveballs. Says, oh, this is new. Try this out. And I heard the song Morana, or I can't, more, I think it's Morana. But this band, man, puts you through a roller coaster, man. It's, he doesn't have the typical metal voice. He has like kind of an orchestraic, uh, that's how you say it, orchestra type voice. Kind of like a Polar Wolf, but he's actually like more, it's actually, I don't actually, I don't think it's even illegal to do this. We're just going to do it anyways. We're just going to do the first couple minutes or a couple seconds here of this song. It's hard to explain. But this takes a, it's a curveball. It's, it's obviously a German, it's a German band. You've got to pick up that Ramstein type feel to it.
singer in Lord of the Lost. I can't get enough of this guy could do with his voice because, you know, it, it's just, I'm a big fan of metal music and, you know, I found Power Wolf a couple weeks ago. Love him. I can't get enough of, the, you know, Army of the Night, um, Sanctified by Dynamite. The albums go up, down, up, down, up, down. They drag you through a fucking story of great. It's amazing. <coughs> and, uh, Sabaton does that to me too. Uh, Yoakum can't do, obviously, what these guys can do with their voice, but he could do that with a story in the song that will blow your mind. Right. Um, but Sabadon could do, you know, with a story, with anything. If they could tell my life story in a song, I live the fucking life. I couldn't imagine what they could do with a life story. You know what I mean? And they do that. They capture it. They make these fucking bangers. They go on these live shows. They give it to us. And, you know, you can't get enough of it. Yeah. So concerts are opening up again. And I see Sabaton, I'm going. You coming? I get if you want. I don't give a yeah. fuck you do or not. I'm going either way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. And then I obviously there's Lord of the Lost that I found. Man, um, this priest is amazing. The song Priest, it's not the same as that. They took a different approach. It's it's very methodic, I guess you call it. How they kind of bring, you know, they have a really cool. It's you know, intro. Then you got like the the humming in the background, and then you get the, the statement when it hits, his voice hits, or it's like, well, let's listen to this. What's this guy going to do to me? And then your mind goes, fuck, shit, we're going to take a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, that band's been a lot of fun to listen to. Obviously, Sabotage Demons has been fun to listen to, Defense of Moscow. Um, yeah, so we got Tantric on tomorrow. Uh, Lee Singer Tantric, Hugo. Hugo Friera, I think his last name is. I'm pretty excited about that one. This will be fun. Um, trying to get some other people on, too. But you know I'm going to geek out when Gerald Mercer comes on. I'm a big fight fan. Yeah. Um, I, I seen Canelo Alvarez fought last night. I did see if he won or lost. I, I, I feel really guilty because I love Canelo Alvarez. I think he's a very talented, you know. Get in there, get inside, just fuck you up a little bit. Bing, bang, boom, how's it going? See you later. Keep her moving. I think he's been very underrated, underrated his whole career. But, you whatever. You know, if you fight Floyd Mayweather in his prime, you lose. Unfortunately, I might discard you a little bit because Floyd is great. But I think Canelo has been that guy. I think he's a free agent too now, too. So he can go fight whoever he wants, wherever he wants. 
So maybe we'll get a break and him going somewhere. I'd like to see him go to bare knuckle fighting. You know, maybe just kind of get in there and see what he could put a pro boxer do bare knuckle. That'd be kind of neat to see. You know? Um, uh, Louis and the Headlocker friend Mike Richmond fought. Remember Mike? Mm-hmm. One bare knuckle fighting. Really? It cannot be any more excited for the guy. Not only did he beat this dude, he took a pit. They got a picture of him standing there. The thing says, "I'm a fucking monster." He is a fucking monster, dude. <laughs> this is a guy in Bellator who had an uh, amazing run, but he kept on running into a guy Pitbull, you know, in Bellator Pitbull. Guy, he's had such an amazing run. I think he, you know, he's a guy. If he went to the UFC, probably a title holder in UFC too. You know, he's that good. He's that lightweight guy in Bellator. They set a standard. We're seeing Michael Chandler in the UFC now making one of those runs. You know, kicking ass, taking names. Pitbull's just one of those guys that has been there forever. He can do what no man can really do. That's just dominate for how long he has been. And Mike Richmond ran into him. That's really under. Undermining his career, I guess you could say. Mike Grishman is no doubt one of the, you know, in, in his time, you know, when it's prime there in, in Bellator, you could probably say he's probably a top five in his weight class for a long time. Because nobody could touch him. The guy's a monster. He really is. What he could do with his hands, it's crazy. It's fun to see. I love it. Um, obviously, the NFL draft happened in between our last two shows. Don't really want to talk about the Aaron Rodgers stuff because it's all bullshit. Yeah, Rodgers is coming back next year. That's just a fact. He's coming. He's staying in Green Bay. Um, but the Packers got a couple cool draft picks. Obviously, the Van Linen. No, Jason kind of popped up here. Oshkosh location. Oh, he talked about the Winnebago Mental Institution. Yeah, Jason, you'll get there, man. You'll definitely get in there. I'm sure you will. Obviously, you might need more uh, boots in the ground. You know, uh, you know, I'll come in there and help you out. But uh, yeah. Um, what else happened in between all this stuff between the last two shows? But yeah, um, <laughs> just what's, what's coming up is really exciting for us. I couldn't be any more excited. Obviously, tonight we had Daryl from Ghost Hunters on, which was a blast. Um, we're just hanging out, dude. Thanks for asking. Um, I, yeah, just all this stuff going on in the sports world. It, you know, it's supposed to be a dead time, too, this, you know, this late spring, whatever. It's supposed to be baseball, basketball, but, you know, you get all this fight stuff mixed in. I, I this, not saying that Jake Paul Mayweather took over the week, but it took up my it took over my weekly timeline on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which you can say whatever you want about Jake Paul. The guy can sell. Oh yeah. And you know, you could discredit his boxing career, that's fine. I do think Jake Paul is taking boxing seriously. I really do. I, I he's a shithead. But he's a kid. You know what I mean? He's not it's not like he's a thirty five year old doing this. He's a kid. He knows what he's doing. He's selling fights. The guy is doing his business. His business is to sell. He didn't make all this money on YouTube being a fucking dummy. You know what I mean? Because he's a bright kid. I mean, he's obviously a dumbass, but he's a bright kid. He knows what he's doing. Logan Paul's the same way. He starts a podcast because he knows what his name is, and Barstool picks him up. You think he's an idiot? Fuck no, he's not an idiot. He knows exactly what he's doing. These kids are 
white kids. I mean, do, do I honestly give a shit what happens in this Jake or that Logan Paul fight Mayweather fight? I know what's going to happen. I'm not, I wasn't born last night. Mayweather's going to knock them all, and Jake Paul's going to fight him. Okay, like, he wants to start a boxing career. Obviously, you know what's going to happen, and you already have this to start building this up. The the fight we want to see is obviously Dylan Danis, you know, come from MMA to boxing to fight Jake Paul. That's the fight a lot of people want to see. It's a fight I want to see. I think Dylan Danis and a lot of bad blood there already. So, but what it does is it makes boxing relevant, and the relevance of boxing hasn't been there in a while. And if a YouTuber makes this sport relevant again, so be it. Because they're hitting a situation now in boxing where these people don't want to fight. Anthony Joshua does not want to fight Tyson Fury. Why? Because it hurt Joshua's fucking reputation when he gets knocked out in the first round. You know what? That's boxing. Sign up and do it. You don't know what's going to happen. Joshua's a meathead musclehead, okay? In the words of Tyson Fury, he's a douser. Okay? Just big, dumb douser. Tyson Fury is a real deal in the heavyweight. Nobody wants to fight him. One guy wants to fight him, Tyson wants to fight him anymore. That's the guy he just knocked out, Bronze Bomber. So, I mean, boxing has become a diva fest. And you get guys who are YouTubers who want to fight. It kind of makes the sport look bad, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and I think, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff going on, too, in sports that, you know, I don't have the time to sit around and talk about it all. Obviously, I have. Another 45 minutes, I can fill up talking about it, but I really don't want to get into it. I, I mean, we can talk about Rodgers a little bit, but I don't want to. It's just, it's been draining enough mentally, because I'm, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, so. And you see all this shit come out, and it's just like, obviously we know he's frustrated, okay? I'd be frustrated too if I don't get these free agents. I get it, I understand. But you get a fucking guy with all the reputation in the world and Adam Shepard to come out and say, well, I didn't have any sources. You know, I just tossed this story out there because after, after 17 years of building up stuff, after getting a Super Bowl and not getting another one, he's getting pretty upset. Well, no shit, Adam Shepard, you know. <laughs> you know, I, we get that. We understand it. But, but we're not Los Angeles. We're not New York. We can't, you know, we don't, you know, NFL's a salary cap money game. But when you have a fucking Hall of Fame left tackle, when you have a you know perennial Pro Bowler and Kenny Clark, when you have a Jair Alexander, when you have a Adrian Amos, when you have a Darnell Savage, when you have a Devonte Adams, when you have an accumulation of offensive linemen who could have all made the Pro Bowl, when you have an Aaron Jones behind you who's a Pro Bowler who can put X amount of yards on a board and a flash when you have all these pieces, Robert Tanya, and you can go across the board. You can't take and give certain things. You've got to pay these guys. You've got to pay Bakhtiari to stay in Green Bay. You've got to keep Rodgers on his feet. You know, you got to keep all these pieces up and running. You know, what the fuck do you think? Money doesn't come out of anywhere. If anything, Aaron, take a fucking pay cut. But I don't want to see it go, so pay him more and restructure big and put it all forward. You know, I, there's nothing you can say to this point. It's not going to blow up my fucking mind, the situation. Eric could go. That's his choice. But the Green Bay doesn't want him to go yet. I don't want him to go yet. It's just a, it's, it's a give-take situation. And it sucks. And it kind of makes Green Bay look like a laughing stock a little bit. Mm-hmm.
And I think Aaron knows that. But I think Aaron also looks to the south of Tampa Bay and says, well, how come Tom Brady gets all these pieces? Because Tom Brady's making, you know, X ball less than Aaron. A ton less than you. Yes. So, you know, open your eyes. Bakhtiari yeah. restructured to bring in free agents. Why can't you? You know what I mean? I, mean, I understand maybe he should be the highest paid quarterback of football. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes pushed all that money forward so he can get people to win now. It's a give take situation. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I can't stress enough how much I love Aaron Rodgers. I, yeah, I, like I listen to Pat after every Tuesday, so I listen to Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge fan of Aaron. I love best commercials on TV. Aaron Rodgers, Steve Farm. Yes, they're outstanding, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I even watch this Jeopardy stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. Was he's he, easy. I, I he's really no. It's, it's, you get Hulu. I got Hulu. Yeah. Okay. It's all. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's still on there. Watch yeah. it. It's really good. You yeah. know what I mean? Aaron does a good job. He's he's that guy. He's very entertaining, very charismatic, and you know, it's just to me, it's mind blowing. Because obviously, we all knew the day was going to come where Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for the Green and Gold. Same with Brett Favre. Same with Brett Favre. Yeah, well, it always comes to an end. Always comes to an end. But I didn't think it was going to come to you know, this bullshit. Yeah. Brett wanted. Out. I think Brett always wanted. Out. You know what I mean? In my opinion, oh, I'm going to retire. You know, the guy just loved to play football. I think he wasn't sure if he wanted well, he to get or not. He only made thirty thousand, so you know, a lot of money. Yeah, his grandson. <laughs> yeah, <that> video. <laughs> You're worth like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. How much is Tom Brady <laughs> really worth? Like thirty thousand, right? Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> um, oh yeah, speaking of Packers stuff, we got Matt Ramish coming on the show. Uh, crazy, you know, he has the he has the crazy eyes on the Packers stuff. Yeah, he's coming on the show. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving pieces. This is gonna be a fun show in the next couple of weeks. Duke's online, saying hi. Um. Yeah, other than that, guys, I really don't have much else for the week. Um, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening live. Obviously, the show will be tossed around social media here. Uh, the next couple hours will be everywhere. So if you missed something, you can always go back and hit it up. I'm not going to edit anything because I'm pretty Norwegian. I don't like doing that stuff. So that was the awkward couple minutes silence there for a little bit. It's going to stand. I don't really care. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. It's not my problem. your problem. That's character. Yeah, Bill's character in the show. <laughs> I thought the interview went pretty well anyways, so yeah. Um now, as always everybody, I'm Louis P. Schreier and tonight's guest, Wyatt Schreier. Um, yeah, just make sure to keep your stick down in the ice, have a great week. And remember every day is a great day to be great, so don't be afraid to shine. So Alright boys and girls, thank you very much.